0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the Gospel of Mark in Chapter 4. As a matter of fact, we're going to get to the end of Chapter 4 today, I think. (laughs) We'll see if it actually happens. Remember what we just saw in the previous episode, uh, where Jesus had been talking and been teaching uh, with parables. And if you remember where he was, he was on the uh, side of a lake, right? He was at the beach of the lake, and it says this, that he was speaking the word to them so far as they were able to hear it, so far as they were empowered to understand it. So the very next verse is verse 35, and it says, On that day, when evening came, he said to them. So let's stop right there. (coughs) On that day, what day? Well, it's literally the day that we've been looking at all the way through uh, chapter 4 here, and sometimes you have to back up and get the bigger picture, Remember, it began with him, it said that he began teaching by the sea. And there was such a crowd uh, that he got in a boat. Okay? He got in a boat. And another gospel, maybe in an earlier mark, it said that uh, he had told his disciples, hey, have a boat ready. <laughs> okay? So he was teaching them. And this is when he started uh, giving them all the parables, the parable of the soil. Remember that? And he explained what what the parables were all about. And he actually interpreted this to his disciples, what the parable of the soil is about. Uh, He talked about the lamp under the basket. Remember that one in the parable of the seed growing, that the farmer scatters the seed and the seed grows, but he doesn't know how it grows. And that's how the kingdom of God is. And then he gave him the parable we looked at in the previous episode about the, uh, the mustard seed, that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It starts off very small, but then it grows large. So this was all on the same day. So it's on that day, it's evening, which means the sun is setting. It's about to become night. And he said to them, let's go over to the other side. The other side of what? Well, he's on a boat, okay, on the shore of a lake. And so verse 36 says this, leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat. And so that leaving the crowd, it, it's the idea that, that sending the way the crowd. He sent the crowd away. He says, y'all go home now, we're done. Okay. He sends away the crowd And then they took him along with them in the boat. So he just remained in the boat that he was in. And he said, let's go to the other side. And that other side can mean all sorts of things, you know, exactly where he must have told them where to go to. This we'll see later. And so he went with them in the boat just as he was. It's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Just as he was. So just as he was in this boat right here, he didn't pack up any extra stuff. It's just him. We're in this boat. We're going to go listen to this, and other boats were with him. So it wasn't just this one boat, there were other boats. So they're going on the other side, verse 37, and there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Well, filling up with water. Well, obviously filling up with waves, filling up with water. Well, as you can imagine, those in the boat they're, they're starting to panic, right? Verse 38 tells us this. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. So the, the boat is starting, it's is going through these waves, and these are pretty strong waves. How's it described right here? There rose a fierce gale of wind. It's very windy, very fierce, some waves breaking over. So the boat would have been going up and down. Jesus is just rocking like a baby right here. He's back there asleep. Which shows us a couple of things. It shows us that, Jesus got tired. We see this several times in the Scripture. He was totally human. And so he'd been uh, teaching. He's tired. He's asleep back there. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? <laughs> they wake him up, and they wake him up, and then start accusing him, bringing forth the accusation. Do you not care that we are dying, that we are perishing? Teacher, do you not care? There's so much in this. They're accusing him of not caring. And then also in that accusation, it carries some understanding that they thought that maybe he could do something about it or that maybe it was his fault or something. Or the least you could do, teacher, is be awake and be in panic with the rest of us. <laughs> you know, what are they saying here? I suspect that it's all that, okay? Because they're human just like we are. Man, they're panicking. They don't know what to do. Well, Jesus gets up, verse 39. Jesus got up and rebuked the wind. And said to the sea, "Hush, be still." And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. Huh? He rebuked the wind. That's an interesting thing. A rebuke is what? Oh, the, w- the w- Greek word actually means this: uh, to honor, to mete out due measure. Hence, to censure. In other words, to really deal with a situation, to warn somebody, okay, about something. <clears throat> that's interesting that he spoke to the wind in that way. And then he said to the sea, hush, be still. The sea was reacting because of the wind. Okay, in verse, in verse 39, it says the wind died down. It became perfectly calm. So the wind dies down. I think that there was something behind the wind, okay? I think that the, uh, in the unseen realm, okay, that the powers that be that were against Jesus and are against Jesus were behind the wind at this time. And Jesus just gets up and he rebukes the wind and he rebukes whatever it is that's behind that wind at that moment, and it becomes calm. Then Jesus looks at those in the boat with him and he says, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? (laughs) And and that word afraid means cowardly. You know, it's one thing to be afraid of something. It's another thing to react in a cowardly manner. Cowardly, you know, what does that mean? And I think it's carrying the idea right here that there's no reason to be afraid. As a matter of fact, you're empowered to not be afraid, but you have chosen to walk as the coward. And the coward is the one that really has the power and the ability to stand firm and stand strong in the situation, but does not. Then he asked him another question. Do you still have no faith? Have no faith? What what does a a blustery, windy time right here have to do with faith? Well, they're learning, aren't they? Do you have no faith? Do you have no faith in understanding that the Most High God is going to take care of you? Do you have no faith and do you not understand? And are you acting cowardly? Because here's what the bottom line is. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. I am with you. Jesus said, I'm right here with you. If I say we're going to the other side, guess what? We're going to make it to the other side. Yeah, that's that's really quite a comforting thing. Whether you're talking about the, the big picture of this life and making it to the other side of the eternity in the presence of the Most High God or just making it to the other side of the next breath. Jesus is saying, why are you cowardly? Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And then it's really drawing the question by their action and their deeds, what they have faith in. They were having faith in the natural. They were having faith in the situation. They were having faith in the circumstance. This gale blows up and is powerful. And they didn't know what to do. They start sinking and they didn't know what to do. They're panicking. They woke him up at least. That's a good step. (laughs) Okay. The accusation wasn't a good step because it revealed that they were panicking because things were against them. Jesus said, no, no, don't be cowardly. Don't be afraid. Have faith. If I say, let's go to the other side, we're going to make it to the other side. Did they understand all this? Last verse, verse 41 of Mark 4. They became very much afraid, (laughs) it said to one another. So now they're not afraid of the natural. Now they're afraid of what they're encountering right here because all of a sudden the wind stops and the sea stops and Jesus challenges them with this. And here's what they were saying to one another. Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, you know, they kept thinking they had a pretty good understanding about who Jesus was, and then he'd do something like this. And they began to realize more and more they had no idea who he was. And what they thought was faith was not really faith. And what they thought they understood was just the beginning of understanding of who he is. Boy, are we not there also. So do not be afraid, folks. Have faith. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.